0: welcome to the marissa morrison show where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire i'm marissa and i began my business as a 19 year old single mom broke and in college today i run a seven figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm abundance peace joy and overflowing love are available to you and i'm here to show you the way to a richer more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life. And you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. A cluttered mind is something that we have all experienced. And as long as we're a human being with a brain, it is going to continue to show up again and again. But the beautiful thing is that there is a path to restoring peace and wholeness within your being. Because it is within this unified emotion of peace and certainty and wholeness that you're able to manifest your dreams. When you are full of clutteredness, we'll say, a cluttered mind, it's as if you're a beacon. You're always a beacon. You're always attracting things and manifesting whether you want the thing or not, you're manifesting it and guarantee you that whatever you see in your reality is a reflection of your inner state and what it has been. But if you would like to manifest something new, then the energy that you are producing, the vibration that you are, must match the thing that you'd like to experience, the desire. And a cluttered mind is not a unified emotional signature. It's erratic and it certainly is not a match for your desires. And so this is why it's so important that you gain the tools that are going to help you cope through a cluttered mind. The sooner you return to peace is the sooner you manifest your desires, the sooner you have clarity, the sooner that you have fulfillment within your heart, the sooner that you have joy and happiness Because quite literally, a cluttered mind from a biology standpoint in the body, the responses of the body are the same as stress. And we all know stress causes disease. It causes mental disorder. And quite literally, it sends blood and the support your brain needs to have accurate thought. It sends it to the limbs and organs and prepares to fight. So with a cluttered mind, it's quite literally impossible to have clarity. So what do you do? How do you move through this state of dysfunction into orderly function? Now, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, now is the time to do so. Your support helps to share the light to others. Be sure to leave a review, give a five-star rating, and share this episode in your story. And don't forget to tag me because I love to be a part of your journey with you. Now, how are you going to move through this experience of a cluttered mind so that you can have clarity in identifying and focusing on priorities? Because, hey, we've got some dreams and we want to manifest those dreams and we want to move in that direction and we want to have peace (laughs) while we do it. So a cluttered mind, let me give you some information first. A cluttered mind is due to our attachment to the identity. Now, your identity is very important in terms of functioning in our society, right? I am a variety of different identities. I am mom. I am wife. I am manifestation coach. I am a fitness enthusiast, right? And there's many other identities and roles that I fulfill. But under each of these identities come a standard of responsibilities. And when we hold on really tightly to our identity, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to fulfill all of the responsibilities. And this becomes urgent, just like I was expressing in the stress response where we are in fight or flight because it's urgent and we have to hurry up and do something in order to solve the problem. And so this is where the cluttered mind comes in. And it could be triggered from many different areas of life. You know, you could have a cluttered mind because you are working and feeling guilty because you should be with your kids or your family. That immense identification with self and that identity creates an overwhelmed mind. And if we allow a cluttered mind to go on long enough, that cluttered mind can often manifest a similar reality that is not fulfilling, that is not exactly what you desire. And so really understanding how your brain functions is the first step. Your attention is very much like a flashlight. When you have broad focus, you are thinking about many different things at once, And this may feel overwhelmed. You're holding a lot of thoughts and a lot of different responses. And with a narrow flashlight, you're able to center in and focus on what is important in the moment. Now, if we take this a step further, we can think about a physical response such as hunger or pain. If you are extremely hungry, it's going to be very hard to focus on other things. Your mind is going to center in on that specific pain until it is removed. And very similarly, if you are in a classroom taking a test, for example, and a fire alarm goes off, it's going to be really hard to focus on that test. Your attention, the flashlight, has been directed to something that is urgent. You are being pulled into another direction. A cluttered mind is like many alarms going off all at once. And often they all feel urgent and important. So to experience clarity, action is required. You can't just ride this wave of a cluttered mind and hope it's going to go away. Now, you might be able to sit still in meditation and find peace, which we'll get to here in a moment, but you can't just have the cluttered mind and hope it's going to go away. There is action required. Now, before we get into these practices, And talk about how you're going to guide your flashlight, AKA your mind. We must first identify what is the foundation? What is the code that you follow? What is it that brings value and meaning into your life? What is most important to you? There's a lot of things happening in the brain, but you deep within know what is most important to you. Now, I would love to recommend that you do this with a piece of paper and a pen so that you can come back to it. If you're driving, no worries, listen in and allow your mind to ponder these thoughts and to reflect, but you can always come back after and write it down. It is so, so important to write this down because today you may experience a breakthrough, but if this is not written down, You will have to come back to this episode, which is not a bad thing, and listen again, which is also not a bad thing. That's totally fine. But it is very helpful to have it written down. Now, if you could experience five things in the next year, what would it be? This can be like goals, but really it should be the opposite. It should be more like inner desires, like having more joy, or it could be having a deeper, more vibrant, intimate relationship. It could be having a child. It could be loving your body more. It could be getting healthier. All right. So there's many, many different things you can desire. Certainly it could be an income level. It could be a new house, a car. It could be anything. There's no bad thing to desire. Whatever your heart is leading you to is a part of the flow of the universe. So it's already been given to you as a desire. Otherwise, you wouldn't have it, okay? That means it already exists in the future. This is what we know of quantum physics. Like, factually, it is already there. It's just waiting for you to step into it. So what do you value most and what brings meaning into your life? And identifying the five things you'd like to experience in the next year, what would those things be? In addition to that, get clear on what, and who is most important to you get clear on how you would like to spend each day a practice i encourage you to do often is looking into your future and asking yourself how would i spend my day if i was living my dream life for example maybe it's having an hour in the morning to yourself perhaps right now you wake up and it's really erratic it's really all over the place and you know you're immediately getting dressed and taking care of kids and moving on to work there's not a lot of you time. And so there are things you can do to create this opportunity for yourself, like going to bed earlier or waking up earlier and really asking yourself these questions. How would I spend my day if I could spend it in any way? And really pulling out a few of those dream life qualities and bringing it into this life today. All right. Now, write down your five to 10 top priorities. More is not always better, but some of us will need 10 spaces. Okay. So writing down, using these questions to identify and focus in on priorities, you should have some clarity on your direction. These things can also change. You are allowed to change your mind. You may start moving in this direction for the next month, and all of a sudden, something shifts within you. That is okay, all right? You are allowed to change your mind. Just keep it moving. Keep checking in. Keep evolving this list, because you remaining aware of the direction that you're going is what will give your mind the ability to tune in, to let go of all the clutter, and to get clear. All right. So let's get into these practices, shall we? So I have eight for you. And the first is to become aware of mental habits. So a really common one is, if I have this, then I'll be happy. Once I'm here, I'm going to work really hard right now so that one day I can live my dream life, right? There's like these stories that we tell ourselves. And essentially, really and truly, it's As simple as this thought creates this response. When you become more aware of what's causing your mind to become cluttered, you are able to have more strength and ability to navigate through that frustration. So consider having a spot in your journal where you write down this thought caused this response, it was unwanted. The more that you are aware, the more that you can begin to shift that response and those mental habits that are causing the frustration and causing your mind to be cluttered. Now, number two is in the morning, keep your phone off as long as possible. This one, I cannot stress enough. As a society, we spend too much time in front of our screens, and this causes an immense amount of distraction and less focus. When we're watching movies and scrolling or notifications pop up, it literally takes energy for your brain to respond to each of these things. Your brain is still interacting, it's still engaging and giving energy to these activities. And so realizing that when you have your phone in front of you or most of you likely work with a screen like a computer, that's okay but really staying off of your phone, especially social media. The amount of input and messaging that is going on within social media is insane. And it absolutely will cause a lack of clarity just in the simple comparison. Even if you're not fully aware of this happening, it's going on in the background of your mind. And so really closing that down, keeping it turned off. Nothing on your phone is going to be urgent. Turning off notifications. Every time a notification comes up, it's just like that alarm and your brain is going, that flashlight is going to be pulled to that notification. Okay. So making sure that your phone is not in your face. Okay. (laughs) Even those text messages can start to fill your mind. So if you are wanting to be clear and focused, keep the phone turned off as long as possible. Really try to you know, even consider giving yourself a space of time that you can look at the phone. This may require an immense amount of self-discipline, but it is so worth it. Number three is a cluttered space leads to a cluttered mind. So take time to clean your space to make sure that there are not papers everywhere. Really, you know, for me, I do it every day. And then there's one day a week that I will just clean the whole house. Also, if you have older kids, get them to clean because they absolutely are capable. My children are like housekeeping around here and they definitely keep our home clean for us. But I still have to come in and do some extra work. So never be afraid to do a little extra work Because it is going to help you have a lot more peace and to be able to get to work, to stay focused, and to enjoy the space that you're in. You know, I tell my kids that all the time. You know, you can't really enjoy a beautiful home unless it's clean. And it's true. Like when you walk into a hotel, how nice and expansive does that feel? Or a nice, maybe you rent a fancy Airbnb, you know? When you first walk in, it feels so good because it's so clean. And so living in a clean space, not holding on to too many things, I love, I believe it's The Minimalist. It's a podcast. They have a documentary. You should totally watch the documentary about how we hold on to too many things. We have so many things, you know, and it creates a cluttered space and a cluttered mind. So highly recommend that you guys downsize, get rid of things you've been holding on to if there's clothes you don't wear anymore, you know. There's so much that you can do under that practice of clearing your space. Number four is avoid multitasking. Now we all know this, but so many of us still do it. I knew this for years before I actually stopped doing it, right? And it's okay if you are one of those people. Today is the day that you can activate your power to be focused. Your power to put the flashlight where you want it to go. If you are in the middle of writing copy on a sales page and a notification comes up on your phone and you get on your phone and now you're doing whatever, you know, on social media, maybe you get distracted and now you're out of email, who knows? And then 10 minutes later, you're like, what am I even doing? Okay. Okay. Now I'll go back to my sales page. Your brain is recalibrating with every single switch that you make. It's like going downstream and then changing your mind to go upstream. It is requiring an immense amount of energy. And the more that you switch from task to task, the more that you are draining your creativity. You are pulling precious resources. You would be so much more productive, so much more focused and clear if you would finish one task before you move on to the next. If you're feeling tempted to move on to something else, like I know I can feel this from time to time. When I'm doing something, I just wanna go check my email or I think of a bill I need to pay and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go pay that bill. Don't do it. (laughs) Those thoughts are going to pop up. The river of thought is always flowing and you are in receivership to it. And so these thoughts are a part of life. It is the blessing of life. But how we handle these thoughts will determine the quality of our lives And so when these thoughts pop up and you feel all of a sudden your flashlight being pulled somewhere else in the middle of a task, just pause and take a few deep breaths like we did together today. Just breathing in and breathing out, putting your hand on the heart and saying, I am safe. I am loved. I'm right where I need to be. I do not need to do anything else right now. I am already doing what is most important to me. And then you go back to it. It is powerful to speak to your brain. It's powerful to give it instruction and guidance to say, I see that you are distracted and that's okay. But right now we are focusing on this and we are going to finish this, okay? Now, number four is movement. If you are feeling like you need a break, from the work that you're doing, it is so much better to get up and move your body than it is to get on another task. Moving your body is so good for the brain. It opens the door to creativity, to clarity, and when you're moving, you're in flow with the universe, especially if you wanna dance a little bit, get up and dance, or go for a walk in nature. My goodness, it will do so much good for your ability to restore Peace to remember that all these things are not actually that important. Okay. Now, stay tuned because at the end, I'm going to share an actionable practice that I do that really helps me take all these thoughts and put them somewhere in a way that's organized and clear. But doing that is not helpful unless you're also doing these first few practices that I'm sharing with you. So let's move on. Number five is mindfulness. This is very much like awareness, right? But it's a step further. It's really acknowledging what's happening moment by moment right in front of you without judgment and without actually responding to it. Because whenever you are disregarding or suppressing something that is coming up, you know, it requires energy. It takes just as much energy to pay attention and to notice and push it away. So realizing this, you're still interacting. You're still pulling energy from your mind that can cause a cluttered mind. Now, your ability to be able to be mindful and to move through these thoughts without pulling so much energy and without causing so much frustration and a cluttered mind has very much to do with your Perspective of self, perspective of others, your ability to center yourself. And these are all practices that over time can become second nature. So, really working on yourself is the key here because your ability to navigate your thoughts with peace is an inner journey. It isn't about not having a flood of thoughts that's life. It's about navigating. It's about remaining course, even though the thoughts are coming. It's about noticing them and releasing them. Releasing is different than disregarding and suppressing. That requires effort. To release is to just allow, to allow it to pass. You noticed it, yes, but you didn't have to actively avoid You allowed it to flow. And so that practice, that skill can be strengthened through number six, which is meditation. When studied through an MRI scan, we can see that after eight weeks of five minutes a day meditating, the brain shows real change, notable change. There's many meditations out there, and I will be sharing some as I've shared before, but meditation really is about clearing the mind. A cluttered mind is like when the clouds come. You know, the light is there. You know, the sky is blue, but the clouds are covering it. And the point of meditation is to allow the clouds to clear so that we can remember that the sky is blue, to return to peace. Okay. And so, While there are meditations that are all about manifesting your future and pressing into those emotions and healing trauma or forgiveness, that's all really wonderful and very impactful to your experience here in this life. But the type of meditation I'm referencing is simply sitting still, relaxing your body and just breathing, focusing in on your heart as you breathe, just the breath in and out in and out some people it can be helpful to like when they breathe in they say one and two three four not out loud obviously in the mind but just sitting there for five minutes and doing this every day everyone can do this for five minutes anyone everyone has time for this there's no excuse Doing this will build your skill in your mindfulness, in your awareness, in your decision to respond on a certain emotion, on a thought. It really is empowering and oftentimes it opens the door to many spiritual breakthroughs. And so meditating every day for five minutes will help to declutter your mind. Number seven is take loving action. You have to take action, okay? Like, although we do all of these things that I've listed here, we got our phones off, we're not multitasking, we're moving our bodies a little bit, you know, we are practicing our mindfulness, we're meditating, all of these wonderful things. But the thoughts are still there the responsibilities of our identity and our role are still there. And we're still trying to manage and cope with that. And so what you can do is however you handle your to-do list. For me, I have an agenda, for example. And on that agenda or on the day, you're writing out all the thoughts. You can do this on a blank piece of paper, but if it's specific to things that you need to get done, then I would encourage you to do this on your agenda. Or you can start on a blank piece of paper move it over to your agenda however you want to do it is totally fine what is important here is that you are writing it down it doesn't matter if it's related to business your health family bills none of that actually matters what matters is that you are taking all the thoughts and you are putting them on paper every single one everything that you're feeling pressure everything that's causing you frustration or feels like it needs to get done just put it on paper so you can see it for what it is. After you do that, you could go back to what I gave you at the beginning of this episode, where we were talking about what is valuable to you. What brings meaning to your life? Who and what is most important to you? What five experiences would you like to have? Okay. So thinking about these priorities that we've identified together You can then look at this list and break it up into categories. So for me, I will do my work from seven to noon. And I'm pretty strict about that, but I'm also in flow with the universe. And what this means is that if my family needs me, for example, today, we had a little mishap and my daughter's guinea pig passed away. True story, happened today. I was gonna record much earlier. But because I'm in flow, I knew my daughter needed me. And that was my priority. She came first. And so in that, that could have triggered a cluttered mind of, oh my gosh, I got to do all this stuff. Now this is inconvenient. It's distracting me. I got to come back to this. I got to hold all these thoughts because I want to make sure I remember and say this thing that is so important to me, you know. But instead, because I have been practicing all the things that I'm giving you today, I was able to simply surrender and release and shift that flashlight to her and be there for her. That is a memory I'll hold on to and cherish forever because that's special and important and meaningful and valuable to me. So this is why it's important to move these things in categories, but also to be open to flow. Your schedule may need to shift day to day. Things may come up and it's important that you're okay with shifting. And so now that you have these things written in categories, you can then number them in order of importance. What is actually the most important thing? Now, this list here needs to be a running, living, breathing list that is like an organism, that's a life, okay? Because as you do them, as you complete each task or solve each problem or thought that your mind is on, you can cross it off. Not everything that your mind is running through is gonna get handled in one day. And so what I like to do is I will circle the things that don't get done. And then the next day, you make a new list, roll those things over, and then ask yourself, is there anything that's bothering me right now? Is there anything that feels urgent? and just write down what comes up. Again, numbering in order of priority, circling what doesn't get done and rolling it over. Now, this is not about getting it all done. This is about clearing your mind and knowing that you have accounted for the thoughts that are causing clutter. Once you can acknowledge that you have accounted for it, you have given it a place, you can then surrender that thought. You can let it go because you don't have to hold on to it anymore. It's already been written on paper, and it already has been given a number in terms of priority, and it is already going to get done. I promise if you revisit this running list that is always evolving every day, all of these things are going to get done. They will. I've lived it. I'm here to tell you. It is going to get done. All the things you circle for the next day those move up to the top of the next day's list and it's going to get done. This is about building trust with yourself. And it also requires self-discipline because you having peace of mind begins with taking action. It begins with being disciplined enough to follow through. Now, number eight is all about committing to a relationship with yourself. Because these practices are going to require you to do them. It's going to require you to show up and be a participant in your cluttered mind and to be a participant in the process of decluttering your mind. So really giving yourself compassion and giving yourself grace as you're moving through this practice of returning to peace is What keeps you moving forward. The minute that you have guilt or shame or feel like you didn't do it the right way, you know, Marissa said, I have to do it like this, and it wasn't just like that, you know, you get caught up in the details, it's, you've lost it all together. Because remember, getting caught up in the details is what causes a cluttered mind in the first place. It doesn't need to be perfect. And in fact, perfection implies that there's a standard and once it reaches the standard of perfection that nothing is to change. But all things in life are changing. The question is, are we allowing it and a part of it or are we resisting it? So being open to this flow, open to this change and open to our evolution is what allows you to let go of some of these thoughts that are causing clutter because you're right where you need to be and every moment you were guided and you were loved and you were supported. And so implementing these practices in your life day to day is what is going to give you clarity. It's going to help you identify and focus on your priorities, but it begins with you. It begins with you first. And always be willing to come back to the drawing board because I know for myself, many times what I thought was a priority once no longer is. And so, realizing just like that list is a living, breathing organism that's changing and evolving and moving, so are you. And so, your priorities and what brings meaning to your life may change. Your purpose may change. And that's okay. We're allowed to change. In fact, Fulfillment comes in the change. (laughs) Change is inevitable. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And flowing with it, being responsive to it, and nurturing us and our relationship with ourselves is key here. And so I encourage you to give yourself as much compassion and grace, but also to hold yourself accountable to implementing these practices. It is holding all sides of the coin. It is holding yourself responsible and having self-discipline to implement these practices while also letting go of when you don't do it just right, okay? Letting go and giving yourself grace when you don't do it. Maybe one day you just don't do it at all. That's okay. The key is to come back and to do it again and to start over. It's a relationship with yourself. All right, so your mind hopefully is feeling a little less cluttered, and it is a process that has to happen in order to declutter your mind. But the more that you return to these practices, the more that you will build skills in these areas, the more that it will become your response to a cluttered mind, and the more that it will become you so get ready. You have a beautiful journey ahead, and you certainly deserve all that you desire. And a part of manifesting your biggest desires is in being able to take that flashlight and narrow it in on what's most important to you. You've got this. You're already on the right path, and I can't wait to hear from you. Feel free to DM me anytime at Marissa Morrison underscore underscore. I would love to see how you're doing. I would love to cheer you on and to encourage you in this journey. Remember to leave a review if you haven't, and I will see you next time here on The Marissa Morrison Show. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug, and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible, and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net, where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.